Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Is This Place Haunted? <laughs> Sorry. Need more ASMR at the end. I'm here for it. <laughs> Sorry, I actually wasn't sure what was what I was gonna do there and I just went for two things. It's so funny because I saw your face and you were like <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> and you, you were like, I did that. I did that. <laughs> Lauren, how are you doing this week? I'm fine. And I know you've driven across the country, but I'm actually so tired. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, oh. oh my God. I know you've been traveling all day, but I'm really tired from walking from my living room to my kitchen. <laughs> I know. I feel you though. I, I've been up since four. I am shattered. Shattered. Shatterony. Shatterony. But um, yeah, I'm in, I'm in Ireland, guys. I'm in Northern Ireland. Actually, I've not checked how many Irish listeners we have. Let's do it whilst we're doing it right now. Do you even check that? I thought we'd cheaped out on paying for the subscription now. Oh, yeah. I forgot you had to pay for it. Let's pay for it, babes. We're like, we, 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 to be fair, I might pay for it again. Just, just you know. There definitely was listeners in Belfast because I remember thinking it. So, Well, pay for it again and I'll give you halves. Sorry, babes. I'm sure we're all... Um, Manager. Over- yeah. Um but yeah, no, I'm in I'm in Northern Ireland right now. Um uh, I'm a bit choked, so sorry, but yeah, no, it's um it's my heaven. The accents. hmm My heaven my heaven on earth. Yeah. I've actually never the accent. See me coming over to see you in Belfast, by the way. That'll be like literally the first time I've been in Northern Ireland. This is the first time I've ever been to Northern Ireland. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, I just never saw the need. It's, that's, that's fair. I mean, I've always, always had Belfast on my to-visit list. Um, so I might go to Dublin whilst I'm here as well. 
I've been to Dublin. Have you? I mean, I want to use the chat plane. Like, what is it? Are you from Ireland? Because when, oh, it's, it's a guy one. I'll change it for me. Are you from Ireland? Because when you see me, your penis is Dublin. <laughs> Doesn't work that well that way, right? I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> like, um, wrong way around. Uh, but no, so yes, I've had a very long day of traveling. I got the ferry over, and my lord, it was windy, and your girl was seasick. I was going to say, by the way, sorry to interrupt. Um, the weather here is chaotic, like AF. Like I got, I got woken up by whistling winds at my window this morning. I do have to say though, I'm sending love to all my friends in Auckland. The the floods are really bad. Are they? People have died and stuff. It's really bad. Oh, shit. So sending lots of love to New Zealand. I know the weather's wild. That's the thing about New Zealand is, see, when it rains there, it's not like here in that if it rains there for two minutes, your your pants are drenched. Yeah. Like it's that type of rain that just, it's like monsoon rain. So I had obviously, I've experienced the rain there, but really really bad like the airport's completely flooded oh my god people are like swimming in the streets and um definitely some surge in that water fucking hell that's so bad i didn't even know that i've only known about like i only get like political news from new zealand there's loads of stuff on the news about it it's been really bad so yeah going out it's auckland that's really bad so yeah i'm sending love to all my auckland oh honey pies that listen yeah, good luck. Uh, but yeah, so this week's episode mm-hmm. is a sinister sessions. Is it sinister sessions number four? I believe it is. Is it? My God, I thought we did this. So. Yeah. Oh my God! Cool. Please well, get Andy back for one. That was so much fun when he was on. I know Andy's got good chat. He's also got good mm-hmm. stories as well, like personal stories and stuff. I know. I listened to so Andy is our friend at Spooky Island Radio, and he has Campfire Tales. I think it's eight, the most recent one, and he tells a story about a doll. And I'm not going to ruin it, but it's really creepy. I will listen. I've not listened to the last couple of episodes, so I will do. See, since we're talking about podcasts, can mm-hmm. I tell you? I listened to like one of the best podcasts I've listened to in a long time this week. Okay, and it's that Bible John one I was telling you about. What's it called? It's called, and it's from BBC Sounds, so it's got obviously high production value, um, but it's called, um, for people that love true crime or whatever, it's called Bible John Creation of a kill- a Serial Killer. Oh, I've been to it. done by this journalist called Audrey Gillen, or Gillen, I think. And um, honestly, it was such a good story. It was like, it focuses a lot more on the actual victims. And also there's like an episode where it's like, I mean, I'm sure people that know a lot of detail about the Bible John case probably already knew this, but there's like a big reveal and like, they kind of think they know what happened and who did it and stuff or who potentially could have done it, but it's not at all who we think it is. And oh, it's honestly, it was such a I need to give it a listen. And I have listened to quite a good episode. One of my um, favorite true crime podcasts is Evidence Locker True Crime. And they're super respectful um, and I'm sure that Bible John, I'm sure all the girls were on their period when they were murdered. That was like- yeah, but you need to listen. I'm not going to say anything about the podcast. Okay. But I think people should 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 listen to it. But okay, there's a couple of things about it which you're like, holy fuck, right? Okay, 
um, it's not at all. I don't think it's at all what we thought it was. So yeah. Um, so do you think it was Peter Tobin or nah? In nah. You don't, so it's a no. Well, it might have been. I see. I can't say too much with it because that'll tell you what's going on. But basically, I don't think it was Peter Tobin, or it could have been Peter Tobin. I there's a theory in it. Well, it's not even a theory. It's like, yeah, it's wild. Anyway, everyone should listen to it if you're interested in true crime, and you want to like. And it also made me cry. One of the episodes actually made me cry. Oh my god! Like, like honestly, like it was like it was because one of the victims' son read out a personal like statement that he'd written. About his mother. I remember hearing about that, yeah. And it was I'll, I'll send you the podcast, I listened to about it. It's obviously not going to be the same, but it was really, it was really good. And they went into like, I like Evidence Locker Show Crime because they tell it about the victims rather than about the killer. So it's like super respectful and it tells you about like what they liked to do and like what they were doing that night. And like mm. one of them was literally just on a like wee night out by herself. Yeah. The sad thing about it, all those victims, it was just the misogyny of the police back then. 100%. Like, it was the same with, like, the Yorkshire Ripper case as well, who they treated those poor victims just because they were, like, prostitutes or whatever. Like, it was like, well, well, whatever. Oh, you know, they're just prostitutes. And it's like, they were, like, literally people. They were women. They were, like, you know, had families and stuff like that. It was, it's kind of similar. Like, obviously, in the 1970s, well, 60s and 70s, there was, like, that kind of, like, just, like... So victim blamey. Yeah, an inherent misogyny. Like, it's so bad. Like, 100%. Like, they're asking for it rather than why is a man murdering Basically, someone. Yeah. And they touched on that quite considerably in the podcast. So it's really I'm just give it a listen. It's good. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been doing. <laughs> in, other, in other news, did you see the photo on Instagram of my sister's? I sent it to you on WhatsApp. My sister's captured that weird Babe. thing. Oh, that is scary shit. Isn't it? She sent it to me and she was like, what is this black thing in the middle of the road? Now, like, obviously, it's my sister's house. I've been there countless times. There's nothing on that road. It's just a road. I honestly, and it lo- and it looks like someone... It's like a big black cloak and it's see-through. I know, babes, it's scary. I was like, proper like... My that dad's said, my dad's like, it's a tree. I was like, dad, it's see-through. <laughs> it is definitely not a tree this time. It's proper oh. like... <laughs> it's a ghost i was i was like um i was actually quite shocked when you showed me actually it's clear 100 that so that is the house listeners if you're new listeners if you go back and listen to episode one and two i believe that's where i recorded in my sister's house remember how jumpy i was yeah you were always like every time something moved you were like oh oh my god yeah so i would i watch my sister's house from time to time when she's away when she's on holiday i'll basically like move in for a bit and um I refused to stay there for a few days because um, when I went in to check, I was downstairs and her upstairs motion alarm went off. <gasps> and I ran out of stairs, turned off and then ran out and I phoned you like, I'm going to stay at your house. <laughs> Do you know that way, by the way? I was, th- I was considering getting them cameras for my house, right? Because some fucker over the way now I've, I've, I've got like bin straps now which is which ties your bin down so people can't use it because they're oh. bins are but I was Shut like up. I was like I'm gonna put a camera outside and catch those fuckers using my bin <laughs> um and now I'm like I don't want to do that because it'd be facing out to the road and what if I see something pure scary like that which you think it's passers-by rather than like a set person um it's the mechanics over the road I know it's them I'm honestly right, okay. See, before I leave this bloody village, I'm going to, like, give them... I'm going to walk over and give them what for. <laughs> keep, the, keep the nails for that. Keep the long nails. And I'm going to be, like, shaking my nail finger at them and that, like, didn't you be fucking using my bin again? <laughs> like, Get your full eyes out on. 
they hate me over there because every time something bad goes like every time they do something naughty I like send an email to them complaining <laughs> I'm such a Karen I'm like you are too loud <laughs> you're like shit it stop using my bin bitch see when you sorry to keep to keep chatting over there but see when you get to this age though by the way you do tend to love complaining like I'm like I'll, I'll, <laughs> I will complain about anything now I complain I'm counsel. surprised you didn't complain about sex by Nico I am I'm gonna write the email email oh okay. <laughs> you're like like, i am i just haven't yet well yeah if you want to hear about my my opinion is of of six by nico which is a nice nice food um go to our patreon (laughs) yeah this is this is why you pay three pound a month guys to hear our um hear the food that we do not recommend or the places we do not recommend absolutely uh that was a tangent which all of our patreon episodes are (laughs) i know they are literally called Patreon Tangents for that exact reason. Mm-hmm. We are quite like, I was listening to our Patreon Tangents the other day to try and be like, how can I, how can we like improve? How can we get better? And I was like, this is a lot of information. <laughs> I know. We do. Sk- we are very open books there. I was like. We're like Virginia Woolf or whatever. It's proper like stream of consciousness. Like just like move, 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 move. Chat, 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 chat about like very personal things. I know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, don't listen there if you want the gossip. Uh, yeah, this week's episode back to <laughs> ghost. Well, one, I'll put it on a post about the the sister's ghost. It's on our story at the moment, but I'll put a post off the ghost photo. Maybe we'll go viral. Send viral vibes. Sending. And yeah, this week we're doing sinister sessions. So we've got I've got a few stories from my friends, and you've got some from the deep dives of Reddit. So hopefully you guys will like. I've also got that story from last week that I'm going to. You do have that story from last week that you dangled. I dangled. Well, I start with that. I was going to say, do you want to start with that that story? Yes. So, yeah. As our regular listen, listeners will know, last week I covered the A70 alien incident or whatever. Um, which is basically, well, if you've listened to it, you listen to it. I don't have to tell you again. But um, I lived very close to the 70, right in the middle of the countryside. We were li- we lived in a row of houses and, like, you know, there wasn't a lot of, like, city lights and stuff like that. It was a very sort of dark sky upon the evening and stuff. So we always, like, we always used to have weird things happening up there, right? Because remember I told you about, like, I think we don't know what what was doing this, but during the night we had people like knocking on the door and stuff like that, like at like three four a.m. in the morning, and they'd ring the bell and run away. Now we didn't live somewhere where folk were going to do chappy door run or whatever, right? Like literally, they would just it would be unfeasible to do that because we had too a, middle class for that. Too well that, and also um, we had a massive driveway, right? Because our garden was huge at the front. Yes, yes, I remember you saying that. And you would did you not say as well? You would hear the gravel. Yeah, I'd hear the gra- we'd hear the gravel. My window was at the front or whatever. So there was loads of weird things happening. So one night, my dad went outside and he was taking the bins out and it was on a Wednesday, as I recall. And now my dad is super cynical. Like, he's very... When I bring up ghosts and that, like I told you before, he's like, shut the hell up. Like, like oh, he doesn't say that, but he's like, you know, shh. Um, <laughs> like five-year-old lot and he's like, shut the hell up. You still, you know. Anyway, so he came in one night and he was like, He's like, you won't believe what I've just seen outside. And my dad looked dead serious and he never normally looks at, you know, he never, well, he does look serious, but he never like looks serious about this type of thing. And he'd said that he was outside taking the bins and he said, I looked up to the sky 
and it must have been quite a cold night or whatever and he said he looked up and there was this like glowing orb in the sky like completely and he said it was just like floating stationary and then all of a sudden it just shot off and he said it was like it was like it's like nothing I'd ever seen before it was like so fast and it just flew off and stuff like that and he came back inside and told us about it and he was like you know I can't explain what that was he's like it was and my dad doesn't normally go like oh it was a ghost or whatever but he was like that was a UFO like 100% and it must have been really close to our area because normally you see like weird lights over like at like Bonnie Bridge or like Deckman or Livingston or whatever, um, but not necessarily up at our area. So it's quite a shock. So I was re- talking to my dad about this recently again, and I mentioned the 70 thing that I was going to do as an episode. And he was like, oh, I've got a story for you. Another story. And oh, I, it makes I me like, more scared that it's your dad. I know, I know. So it makes me more scared. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I could well believe it like see if you've ever see if you ever come and stay at my mum's house as well like I said in our other episode like you'll see you, there's it's quite a strange area like it's you could believe there was shit going on or there was a, there's a vibe. so as I said we only lived like literally like 10 minutes from the 70 um or even less than that so one night I was talking to dad about it and he said oh I must tell you about the story about this guy we know so he was one of our neighbours He's a little bit older, like a wee bit older than my mum and dad. I would say he's probably now in his 70s, if not later. And his sons, I'm not going to give their names away, by the way, but his sons were like quite friendly with me. But again, they were like older and stuff, right? So one night, my dad said that he works as an electrician. And he was called up. So this is back in the, it must have been in like the 90s or the 80s, I can't remember. Um, But he was called up by the schoolmaster down in our local village to say that all of the electricity had gone off during the night. And this was like eight, nine o'clock at night. And I don't know if there was a parents night happening or whatever, but anyway, it happened at night. And what they were worried about was it was going to go into the next day. Then there would be issues with the kids and stuff. So they phoned, the guy knew my neighbor phoned him up and said, can you come, can you come now? Because like, I need to get it fixed for tomorrow. And he said, no bother at all. Got in the car, started to drive down. Now, it's only about two miles down the road to where you go to where the school was. Um, and he was like about midway down at the crossroads, just before the crossroads, before you would go off to where my mum lives now. And he said, all of a sudden, the car jolted to a stop. It just completely blacked out. And then he said, I don't know if he ever he felt like he passed out or something happened but anyway for some reason he suddenly the car jolted and he literally lost consciousness like similar to what the guys did in the 70 like just suddenly and then he woke up again at the wheel and then literally like the car he just like started the car again and he was like oh what the hell was that and like the same guys he's like oh well I need to get down to the school or whatever so he then continued to drive down to the school and then when he got to the school, he was like, like he arrived at the, and he said, um, "All right, I'm here. Like, where's the chat or whatever? Like, what, what do I need to fix?" And the guy had been waiting. Now this was the day before um, mobile phones. Apparently, he'd been waiting for him to come down for two and a half hours. No, we're talking like a, this is like from our house to where the school was. We're talking a ten minute drive. So my neighbor. But my neighbor, oh my, God. Like, my neighbor is one of these guys. He's old school, like doesn't believe in anything, like proper, like old, you know, kind of these old rigid old men. 
fixed everything, fixed all the electricity, did what he needed to do, and he just like came back up the road. And I don't think he, I don't know if he said anything to his wife about it or not, but he said that my dad was out for him for a drink and he literally was so casual about it. He was like, oh yeah, guess what happened to me the other week there? <laughs> and my dad was like, he's like, do you know think that's really weird that you lost two and a half hours of your life and you thought like, and he was literally like, oh yeah, weird day. Eh? <laughs> what was he? <laughs> he had like no reaction to it whatsoever. But he told them all and they were like, that's so strange. And it's funny that it's so... And by the way, I was now thinking about this as well because if it was a way back then, it might even have been in a roughly that time when it happened as well. You know, when the... Yeah. Like right in that timeline, like maybe activity was just super... like super active. Right. So yeah. yeah, so he lost two and a bit hours of his time as well. And he said that the schoolmaster or whatever, or the head teacher or whatever was like... That is interesting. <laughs> the way that I was so shooketh when you said it'd been two and a half hours... Mm. Shook. it was just so funny but like you know the weirdest thing is though like i again i've driven up and down that road continuously like it's so weird to think that stuff like that happens and you're like ah. so that, was my that is so spooky so that was the tail end of last week's episode story and it kind of linked in with that but yeah i only got told that recently as well i was like oh my god that is really creepy so what happened what happened to my neighbor and I and I said to my dad, I was like, and did he tell? Is he had any like, like, he had a head anything, scan? like well, yeah, has he had anything wrong with him? Did he have it? And my, my dad was like, don't know. Don't know. <laughs> Helpful, but you know what? You know what these men are like. They won't go to the doctor. Classic dad thing. Yeah, they won't go to the doctors. They won't tell you what happened after they got adopted by aliens. Very private. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That is insane. We should take a run up to my old house and I'll show you exactly. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to look up honey places here for us to go as well. That's spooky, spooky. Mm -hmm. Anyway, sorry. Well, that's my story. And by the way, all the stories that I've researched this week, I decided to keep it on the alien theme. Love that. Mines are not alien. That's fine. I think you can have too much. Yeah. (laughs) Um... So my story is from one of my friends who is a lovely human and I met her in a book club and I met, I went for dinner with her last week and she's just an absolute babe. I actually don't, I didn't ask for formal permission to tell this story, so I'm not going to say names and I'll keep it vague, but this story really creeped me out. Um, So the first story she told me was about one of her friends who saw things growing up. Now, they saw things from a really young age that were very dark. So they described seeing something that was tall with a dark hood, a dark hooded figure that they would see most nights. And they would see it from bed most of the time. So they would see like the the hooded figure on top of their door. Oh, my God. Around the corner, like in all these like ominous places. Um, or like they'd wake up in the middle of the night and just see this like tall hooded creature with no eyes looking at them so they're like out having fun and telling my friend this story and and she's like okay like I'm not gonna read too much into it blah blah but they have said that like through adult life it has sometimes shown itself and it's creepy so anyway one day they were both in the car driving and her friend all of a sudden got really quiet. And she said the car was just got like super cold. And 
um, they they look they were driving in the middle of nowhere and he just oops I slightly let away the gender they just um, looked out and he looked out the window and then kind of turned his head back really quickly and she was like you feel something can you see something and they were like yeah so she looked and she was like honestly like I literally saw this hooded figure in the field and she was like the the feeling was so ominous and so scary and so we kind of acknowledged that we'd both seen it and we were both like okay okay but this is we're not gonna let this start this getting near us like we both see this and acknowledge it says and she's like to this day I have never felt like that again or seen anything like that again and and I saw like exactly what like her friend had described her standing in the field to the point where she was like, have you put, have you, have you planned this? Is this a scarecrow that you've set up? Oh my God. That's so scary. Mm-hmm. And they've not seen it again? Not seen it again. Well, she's not. I don't, I don't know about the, the friend. Um, Do you know what? Okay. That reminds me of another story, actually, that I got told. Ooh. So my former partner's friend, who shall be named nameless, who <laughs> shall be named nameless, um, <laughs> was telling me that this is very short by the way but just reminded me so she for some reason she was over in America and I think she was like I still don't understand how this worked out but she was like (laughs) really lovely girl by the way like I really really like this girl and she told me this story um that she'd gone over to America and she stayed in some sort of I don't know she was staying somewhere but she happened to be working in like what would be like a garage here what they called like a, a gas station or something Oh, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I don't know how she was able to work there, but she was. Anyway, so she said that one day, I don't know if she'd like gone out to get something or whatever, but she was with her friend and they were walking across the street or they were walking to work or whatever. And she said, and her friend saw it, and she kept referring to it as the Grim Reaper. <laughs> and she described it to me, she says, honestly, she said it was like this giant cloaked thing that was just, and she says, we both saw it, we both looked at it um, and it was just floating across the street in front of them, like just further down the street. And it was at night or whatever. And she's like, honestly, it's one of the scariest things I've ever seen. But she was like also laughing about it. She's like, I've seen the game Reaper. It's dead funny. But also she was like, honestly, it was so spooky. And the way I, I would be doing a Hail Mary. I know. No. Was like, um, I think she, because she did, she said it was like it floated across the street. No, and I was like, I wonder no. where it was going. Oh my god! Giving somebody the warning or whatever, like, "Here's the Grim Reaper." <laughs> oh was... But there's loads of sightings like that. Like I've read loads of things online and seen stuff online about that. I don't, I don't know whether it's that the Grim Reaper, or whether it's like just a cloaked figure or whatever, having a laugh. Oh, but... oh my god! To see where I'm living, the hallway's really dark. Babes, I'm above a funeral parlor. Come on, <laughs> but I'm in a hospital. <gasps> Are you actually in a hospital? I'm in the hospital grounds. Oh, good luck to you. I, I know. I know. I don't like it. This is why we um, should do this podcast, because we just freak each other out. I know, honestly. Honestly, I mean, we're both recording at night. Okay. But yeah, that's freaky. I wouldn't want to see something with like a hood on it or like a Grim Reaper. A Grim Reaper? A, gr- a Grim Reaper. <laughs> the Scottish version. Oh, Somebody who's steaming from the Grim Reaper. Right, shall I do, um, do you want me to do one of my stories? I'm now thinking they're like dead. Yeah. So I'll try and do a shorter one or whatever. 
Cool. So basically, um, what I thought the objective for this sinister session was was alien stories, right? <laughs> and so all week I've been like, has anybody got any alien stories? Anybody got any alien stories? And everyone's like, no. I even asked like total random friends if they had them, and they're like, no. Why? You're like, have you met ET? ET. Oh my god, have you? Um, so couldn't. So nobody came forward because whatever. Shut your face. The rubbish. Um, <laughs> so I decided to go and read it. And as we would all ex- expect, Reddit has got a hundreds, hundreds of like abduction stories and stuff like that. But these were actually quite recent ones. Love it. So this is on um I can't I think this is on the Reddit um subthread or whatever they're called. I don't know, I don't go on Reddit that often, but um it's on that and it's called um this is from Totally Why Taran. And this was three days ago when I obviously looked at it. Okay, this is called My Abduction Story. Still, I'm unsure what happened. I can't exactly remember when this happened. Maybe about 8 to 12 years ago. It's quite actually broad there if you think about it. (laughs) 8 to 12. Um, And I was around the age of 20 to 22. I had this dream in, what they call again, speech marks. I had this dream, quotations, um, where I woke up in the room full of lights. No buttons, levels or switches. The walls were just flat and has multicolour lights, almost in shades that I've never seen before. There were some round and rectangular tables that were flat and lit in the same manner. I was on a round table. This gave me vibes of A70 as well, by the way. Um, I was on a round table, but it was almost like I was shrunk down. Then they appeared, full stop. I look up and see these two towering figures, at least 10 foot with large heads and large eyes. Their eye colours weren't black, but almost like a deep blue stroke purple. They had neither noses nor mouths. They had no gender. Their bodies had no definition, no genitals, no breasts, (laughs) shame, or muscular structure. They had the outline shape of a humanoid body, but it was almost like their torsos were partially transparent. I don't remember seeing anything below their torso. These figures also had a neutral tone to their bodies, almost orange, but similar to the lights there. They were they were a shade I was not familiar with. I was terrified as he looked down. Sorry, that thing popped up. I was terrified as he looked down at me when they spoke telepathically, but it sounded as if they were speaking aloud. They said in a very calming, monotone voice, we grabbed the wrong one. She isn't ready yet. Take her back. Then I blinked, oh, then blinked and woke up in bed. When these beings spoke to me, I felt a sense of calm and familiarity. It was like I knew them and they knew me. I was afraid at first to be in the place that I didn't recognise, but once they spoke, it felt like relatives speaking to me. I felt this sense of understanding before waking up. My husband and I talk about this often and have tried to research similar stories, but have only seen some with a few similar points. A couple being not ready, alluding to my... Psych- I don't know what she's trying to say there. I think she's going to say like psychic abilities not being developed enough and one or two possible physical description similarities, but nothing as specific as what I saw. I'm not sure if it means anything, but I do have migraines all the time. Mine like that guy, usually in my third eye area, which is like obviously yeah. in the front of your forehead. I see angels numbers everywhere consistently. I am surrounded by synchronicities. 
I have extremely vivid dreams of recurring locations and I am highly intuitive and can sense energy as well. Mm, And that's her story. I read that one because it really reminded me of the experience of the 78. And I was like, what are the, what are the like, you know, there's so many like different connections and they can't all be looking this shit up. No. No. So So that was her story. I'm genuinely worried I'm going to get abducted. I'm worried now that actually if we talk about it too often, we're going to get abducted. <laughs> I'm literally like, see if I get abducted, I'll actually be fucking fuming. <laughs> like, Me too. I do not consent to being abducted. Stop that. Also, I'm so boring. I don't think they would abduct me. They'd be like, take her back. She's boring as fuck. <laughs> now nah, they'd be like, what's under the nails? They would like yeah. scrape under the nails and they would put it on a pencil. Yeah. <laughs> what's <laughs> like, what can we roll? <laughs> What's under those acrylics? <laughs> Some new specimen. Honestly, it's so, murder, it's so murder to clean acrylic nails, by the way. Babes, listen to our Patreon if you want Lauren to get real about what's under your nails. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Okay, well, I have another story it's from one of my gals on in my book club again. Love it. Because, because I'm super cool like that. Now, she said, please don't play my recording because she hates the sound of her voice, but it's actually nine minutes long, so I'm going to play it. I'm really sorry. (laughs) I'm really sorry. But your voice sounds fine. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. You know when you go and tell tell somebody um, and you're like, you're not going to believe me, but this actually can't tell you how vivid and how real it was like I've always been like majorly into like spirits and my mum when I was a child used to call me a witch because I don't actually know why I just think friends used to do like scary stuff and stuff and my friend my best friend she calls me a witch and like sometimes she's like I can see you you're twitching like what's like what's that there and I'm like I just feel like something this might happen this whatever um and always been majorly into it and anyway you can cut out what is completely irrelevant because I'm waffle and I want to do some irrelevant stuff and I've got a friend he's one of my best friends um and he likes us to like us as a group to like go away on weekends and stuff like that um but it's very spontaneous and he doesn't really give us a chance to like say yes or no. Um, so one day he come back to us and was like, girls, just booked us all an overnight stay in um, the Skirid Inn. Went there for lunch with my mum today and they do overnight stays. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, Skirid Inn, what's that? Oh, it's the most haunted pub in Wales um, and we're from Cardiff and the, this pub is like near Abergavenny. It's like it's been on Most Haunted, blah, 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 blah. Really, all of my friends, they're not really into it. They just thought it's a piss up when it's a night away in a pub. So I was like, right, okay, whatever. And he's like, it's um, 50 something quid or whatever. And I was like, I think that's cheap, but I really want to spend my money to do a go and like get scared. I'm just laughing it off. We went up there, and I cannot tell you, you know when you get, like, we pulled up in a car park, 
and I instantly just had a vibe, like such a bad vibe. And I was like, I really, really don't want to be here. Like, and this, everything felt grey. The sky felt grey. The whole atmosphere felt grey and just eerie and quiet and silent. And it's like at the bottom, or I think it's at the bottom or opposite, like this place called the Skirid Mountain. Um, in like the Welsh yeah, this countryside it's quite rural anyway the area um, I just had a really bad vibe about it and they showed us the rooms it basically used to be an old courthouse and there's a noose that basically runs in the stairwell and there used to be a room for prisoners a room for the courthouse and then there's like another room I think it sounds um, so unbelievable because her name was Fanny Price and apparently she used to be the old landlady and one of the room bedrooms is her old bedroom. So we were like, there's three separate bedrooms and then six of us that went. So we were like, right, okay, we've got to go in the rooms now, whatever. Got our stuff in the bags. Me and my friend, my one, my, one of the girls, ended up staying in the room bedroom that was Fanny Price's. We hadn't seen anything online of stuff that had happened there, but my friend, oh, the other girls, had, like Googled and stuff and seen that somebody um, got pushed under the water in the bath in the, one of the other bedrooms. Now, did that? There's loads of stuff going on. Um, we went down to the pub, had a meal um, with like some of the locals, the staff members, and they're like, oh, the graveyard's next door. And um, so we went why um some of the girls were like let's go for a walk around the graveyard let's go for a walk around it's like really like no really that's what we shouldn't do so they were roaming around this graveyard and i was kind of traipsing behind them and they were trying to find the grave of fanny price one of the girls was quite wild and she's like yes guys i found it i found it i was bloody stood on it i didn't even realize as and that's me i was like oh my god that's so disrespectful and now like, shit's going to happen. <laughs> just, let's go, let's go back now, blah, blah, blah. In the pub, anyway, they basically lock you in when they leave. So they stay with you till like 11, 11.30 at night. When they leave the pub in the night, and you guys stay in there, they basically lock you in. So you can't get out. There must be a fire exit somewhere, but we tried the main door that they left out of, and we were locked in. So I was like, this is not good just I, I just didn't they were all my friends were like getting pissed and drunk enjoying themselves and i just was it's like a slapped ass the whole time real vibe killer because i just didn't feel right the whole entire time well, they were drinking, time to go to bed. Um, and then my friend who I shared a ring with, um, which I like, I don't know, it's like an American paracetamol or something. And it knocked, she knocked out. But we fell asleep, clutching each other's hands for five. She was out for the camp because she'd taken this Advil. At some point in the middle of the night, the only way I can describe to you is I woke up when somebody had physically sprayed perfume into my mouth. So I woke up like, like, what is that? It's someone's just put something in my mouth. 
And you know when it takes you a couple of seconds to come around? And I was like, oh my gosh, don't open your eyes. Do not open your eyes. Do not open your eyes. Like, you, like, remember, if you open your eyes, something, you're going to see something. So I literally put my head under the quilt and I spent the whole time, the rest of the night, sweating because I just couldn't sleep. I was absolutely petrified. When we woke up in the morning, I waited for like my alarm to go off before I could even open my eyes. I was awake before, but I could not open my eyes. Alarms went off. I said, we've got to go. We've got to go. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm not staying for breakfast. The rest of them stay for breakfast um, in the van. And I don't know when they came home, but... I literally put my clothes on top of my pyjamas, brushed my teeth and got in the car. I could not get out of there quicker. When I, I even had to voice note the guy there, some of my friends who stayed with me and my, one of the other girls left, he is messaged on what's happened. You know when you just feel like a bit of a... I felt like a dick saying it, but I, it couldn't have been more real. It could not have been more real. And then they Googled it. And... There is, I'm sure they said, I need to go and Google it and I'll Google it myself now to um, try and find this. Um, but it's either Fanny Price, you can smell her perfume, or it was that there's a brief that also haunts It's got about five spirits in there. Um, they do a load of like overnight stays and ghost hunts and stuff like that. You guys should look into it and do it. I will never step foot in there ever again. I feel so bad that this is the first thing I'm going to say because thank you for the story and it was genuinely terrifying but I did laugh when it said you can smell Fanny. (laughs) (laughs) You know that is a good, that was a, I have obviously, that I have, was that was thank really you so much. Thank you so much saying that. Um, do you know, I obviously know about the Skittered Inn because I'm pretty sure most of it have done like multiple sessions there. Have, yeah. And I'm sure that Derek Akora has also been like, Fanny. Nope. <laughs> Fanny's here. Fanny but loves stick. Fanny, lo- Fanny loves stick. <laughs> we know it's Mary loves stick, but we'll change it. Um, I um I'd love to go to the Skidded Inn actually. Do you know that? I really would. Oh, we should go. We should definitely go. There's fucking there's a few places down south that are like legit scary shit. Super haunted. We need to do there. We need to do the ancient Ram Inn. Um, but can I just say she sent me that story and she said she hates to hear her voice. I thought she told that beautifully and you got. Beautiful I thought she voice. did as well. But she is she Welsh? Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't make out her accent. First of all, I was like, oh, is she. I think it was beautiful. They told scary, but yeah, <laughs> very well done. Um, all right. Well, I'll do another one of my um. Also, by the way, I think if you're like witchy, like she said she was, or she thinks like yeah. I'm think, a bit witchy too. Sorry. I am. I I think I am, but then again, I I don't know, like because I very rarely have you know when I've gone to haunted locations and stuff I very rarely have like an experience you know what I mean so she must have really drummed up something up you know what I mean mm. creepy as shit well I think this will be the last story that you tell isn't it yeah bloody better be because it's a bit too I know I'm getting a bit spooky 
in five paragraphs here as well. Okay, so this, this is also from the abduction um, Reddit, and this is posted by Aromatic Beach one one zero two, and this was two months ago. So this is abduction two thousand fifteen in USA, California. I tried to avoid getting American ones, but those those fuckers keep getting abduct- abducted every two minutes or whatever. So it had to be someone. <laughs> In July of 2015, back when I was 19, I lived in a house in Southport, Sacramento, with three other friends. I woke up one night to a light coming through the ceiling of my room, and it lifted me out of bed. Next thing I know, I'm in some kind of chair and unable to control my body, like I was on drugs or something. There were guys that were not human men, but grey people with large black, again, almond-shaped eyes doing stuff with what seemed like medical instruments and machines. I was terrified. I was unarmed, naked, unable to move, and very, very scared. One of them was touching the machine. They put a tube down my... Now, can I just say, I have read this same experience a few times. I was going to say, all of this is like ticking a lot of like familiar boxes. Yeah, but this this thing. So he says, putting a tube down my throat into nope. my stomach. I've heard uh, there was a girl that wrote about that as well, but I thought it had too many sexual connotations, so I didn't read it. Um, his hand got close to my face because he had he had to adjust something holding my head in place. I remember getting a good look at his ha- hands and eyes. They had long fingers with pads at the tips, sort of like salamanders do, and they don't have fingernails. Their skin is grey, but kind of like powdery, translucent grey. I'm certain that if I was able to move, I could have easily harmed or even killed him and his crew with my bare hands, as they didn't seem like um, very much physically. This is this is probably why they did something to prevent me from being able to move. My first reaction was to fight back, but I couldn't. They had large heads and small necks, so small and thin it didn't make sense. Their arms and fingers were long and skinny too, as he's already said. I was in a chair with my head and jaw held by something so I didn't see their feet. Um, I say the tallest probably stood about the height of my lowest rib. Uh, and for reference, I'm about 5'10". The tube machine sucked out food I ate earlier that day and then was pulled out of me. I don't, I'm like, please send me one of them or whatever. (laughs) Um, I don't remember how I got there, but I I then remembered being in a cage made of some kind of metal that reminded me of aluminum, uh, reminded me of aluminum in a room with curved walls. In front of me was a man who looked a lot like a human talking to a grey person again, like that story, on a window that lit up as if a screen like um, like a screen like hologram, but not like the Star Wars kind, more like a video call. The man was tall and looked like a human, except that his skin was very very white and his hair was blonde and platinum. I've never seen a person that kind of snow white skin color before. He spoke with a grey person on the hollow screen in a large in a language I didn't understand. He wore a blue flight uniform of some kind. The man was obviously military of some sort, judging by his uniform. The grey person spoke in a lang- language that sounded like chirping birds. Once the call was over, the whole screen turned into a different display with symbols, and the man turned and walked to me. He crouched down and spoke to me in a plain American English accent and said to me, everything's going to be fine. I'm going to get you out of here and take you home. I was so happy to hear that. He opened the cage and the next thing I I know, I fell on top of my bed with my back hitting the mattress first. I immediately got out of bed after I fell. It was morning when I fell into my bed. 
uh, fell in my bed and I rushed to put my clothes and ran two miles to my brother's apartment in West Sacramento to talk to him about it. I never believed in aliens or anything crammed into, into the weird science until that night. My brother would stay up late and listen to, to Coast to Coast and look up weird stuff like that on, on the web. So I knew he would listen to what I had to say and possibly help calm me down. But I was wrong. He saw how afraid I was and told me it was probably just a bad dream. I didn't want to believe what happened to me either. But if it were a dream, then why did my throat hurt so bad? I moved to Washington the next month and the day um, of my flight, I woke up from the dream uh, from a dream about fireballs and orbs with the strangest poked burns on my face, hands and arms and had faint scars from them. Since then, I've seen f- flying fireballs above my current residence and have had some items like shoes and a belt mysteriously go missing from my home. I also have a photo on my phone of a black cube shaped spaceship I saw hiding in the clouds that I took just outside my residence. To this day, I don't know who the man was what he was or who or what the grey people with big eyes are. My reasons for sharing this traumatic experience with you all isn't to get you to believe in the existence of peoples. It's to raise awareness that this happens to people. And I didn't believe 100% that it happens until it happened to me. Whether or not you choose to believe in other people's existence, I think he means aliens, but he keeps saying peoples, doesn't change the fact that they have affected other people's lives, including mine. I'm going to share this on a sub abductions and maybe I, I could get help there. It's not, not something I have been able to talk about, like the weather, as I'm afraid of being looked at differently, especially in my professional career. I know what I know is real and it's frustrating to, um, to be looked at as a crazy man for being honest and open about something. That's been the real traumatic part about it, the way other people treat people who talk about it, who seek for help. And that's that. What freaks me out, the similarities between all of these abduction stories. Lauren, I'm genuinely scared we're going to get abducted. Well, just do what I do and don't go outside. Yeah, but they come through the window. Well, I'm on the second floor. Right now. I don't think that stopped them. I'm honestly, I'm wilding out, man. Are you kind of like that wouldn't be the worst thing that happened to me? <laughs> um, do you know I always see when I was super super young, and because of everything I knew that went on about in our area and stuff like that, I'm literally like, maybe I have encountered aliens before. I just didn't realize. Maybe because yeah. I remember when I was really young, I was like obsessed with aliens and obsessed with like to the point where I was like, and I'm like. Where does that come from? Sorry to change the subject from something that's actually quite poignant, but have you ever heard of Ice Planet Barbarians? <laughs> no, and I hope it's a porno. It is. It's oh, actually a porno. So my friend Alex um, has... <laughs> telling me about this alien sex book that she was reading, right? And um, basically, yeah, it's like a sexual fantasy about being abducted by aliens, like people who get. Like, I do not. I do not get that. Picks out of it, and the aliens have wrongs. I don't know if that's the right word or whatever, but they're basically like willies that come with vibrating bits for other parts. 
do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, to pleasure women that they abduct and people are people are into it. Remember our mums listened to this, by the way. Oh my god, can you take that out? <laughs> no, I'm gonna keep it in. I mean, I'm Alex did it, not me. <laughs> Mum's listened to this. It wasn't me, it was oh, Alex. Alex's mum doesn't listen to this. Um she doesn't. Oh right, good. I, I don't get that alien shit. I've I've accidentally I don't get it. I'd, I've accidentally come across things like that on the internet, and I've been like, "Wow, people are really weird." Alex kept being like, "But it's on Kindle Unlimited." <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, babes. If it's free, that's still weird. <laughs> I was like, "I'm just not feeling it." It's like, are the aliens with Irish accents? Then it's a no. <laughs> that legit, like, actually makes me like. I'd, I, I hate that type of thing. I get, I, you know, everyone's yeah. got their thing, but I would just not, I'd not like that at all. I do not want to be probed by any alien. I definitely don't. We're king friendly. Do you, you, as long as everyone's happy and consenting and if it's what you want to do. Yeah. However, for me, a UFO is a UFO. No. <laughs> nice one, babes. That was quite good. We're so tired. <laughs> oh my God. I've, I've actually got one more story. Do you want me to read it? I do. Mm-hmm. unless you've got another one i've got i've got one but i need more info so i'm gonna do it in the next sinister sessions right this is actually this is a long one as well but it's it's it should be fine okay so again this is on the subreddit and this is on the ufo subreddit and i hope it's not one of the ones that's like about finding like a weird substance in our mouth which is what the other one was <laughs> so this is by baked beans make you fart funny as that um that um this was posted five months ago so 1998 citing possible abduction 12 year old me plus a friend i'm 37 me too bitch um and every few years since i was about 20 i have checked online googling giant bubble ufo etc and now i will be tonight as well a long story short, this is still a long story, even shortened, haha. My dad's best friend and his daughter had moved across the country and were staying with us till they got their own place. Cute story. She was a year older than me, but we had been close friends since about four. We are still an occasion we are still in occasional contact. That's good to know. She skipped school a lot, and because we lived together for a period, I did too. Bad bitches. Our house was really quite rural, about 25 minutes drive along a dead-end road that ended in a rural rural native New Zealand. Oh, that's why I chose this one. It was in New Zealand. A small farming town was the closest town. The land we lived on was very, very hilly, with a lot of native New Zealand bushland, as well as some telephone pillars and some sheep paddocks and an old pine forest. (laughs) Bush. Bush. (laughs) Bush. (laughs) Scrubby scrubby and rocky, with serious hills and ravine-type areas too, sheep farm-type land. We rented a house on a very large farm. And then we skip school. When we skip school, we would walk onto um out onto the farm as far as we could go, and we would hang out until it was time to head home. This particular day, we walked further than I had gone before and found a kind of spooky feeling spot, a scary wooded area next to a huge hole in the ground. Like it wasn't actually a hole; it was just it was a gully. They dropped it. It that dropped very steep. 
It had rocks and small trees, and you could see the sheep could get down onto it. She's like really specific about, and there was sheep there, and this is what they did. <laughs> it reminds me of, do you remember the Reddit story that I read about them? They were telling us the type of toothbrush they had. Yeah. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> um, it was maybe 30 metres wide. And to the other side was probably 15 to 20 metres across. We sat on the edge and looked down onto it. I think we may have been chucking stones into it, chatting like kids do, not paying much attention to our surroundings. We were talking away and I noticed something moving. So my eyes moved up to see what it was. And I could feel my friend see um, my f- friend notice it at the same time. We were mid-conversation. We were actually laughing quite hard about something at the time we both, when we both noticed it. I remember the laugh feeling very stuck in my throat. Above us, above the gully, but at the edge of the other side was a bubble. Just like any bubble um, you would blow up with soap. Clear, see-through, translucent, with a rainbow-like sheen from a reflection of light. Except it was huge, like probably as big as my smallish master bedroom. (laughs) Which she unfortunately doesn't go on to describe, (laughs) which hopes she would. (laughs) Um, It's eight by five meet long. (laughs) Um... It was bigger than a large car or a van, but it's kind of hard for me to correctly gauge the size now because it was such a long time ago. I just know my friend and I could could have stood in it and maybe only reached the size with our arms outstretched. Completely spherical. My friend and I stopped the conversation we were having and then we just got then we got a fit of laughter, like painful laughter. Stomach hurts, cheeks hurt, eyes watering, can't breathe laugh. I don't know if we were already laughing that hard and shock had, had us cake laughing that hard, but I looked at her and she looked at me and we were both unable to breathe because we were laughing so fucking We were laughing so fucking hard. Her eyes weren't laughing though. She was scared and I know I felt scared. The bubble had until this point been lowering really, really slowly. And then it got to level with us, sitting on the edge of the gully, but was at the other side, maybe 15 metres away from us. It stopped then, and I remember then, it was like suddenly I couldn't breathe. And my head started spinning. Then the bubble started moving towards us. And both of us began grabbing at each other in panic to get away. I can honestly say that suddenly it felt very, very dangerous. My friend was on the left, on my left, and the left of us, there was a wooded area. We began running for that area, I guess hoping we could hide there. She was ahead of me, but I was in such a blind panic that I barely remember having actual vision. I could hear her in front of me. We got to the trees and got separated, even though I could still hear her running and also calling to me somewhere deeper in the bushes than I was. I knew I was in danger. Like I had, like I had and have never felt a fear like that before. I knew something was coming after me. I felt like no matter what I did now, I could not stop that thing from getting closer to me. I hid behind a tree that felt like it could, um, sorry, I hid behind a tree that felt like it could hide me. There was a small bank next to it and it looked small enough for me to fit in and hide. I could hear Leah screaming to me, but I couldn't talk anymore because whatever it was that was chasing me was right on the other side of the tree. It stopped being a bubble and became a presence as soon as it began to move towards us. There's no memory after that. I feel like I have memory of seeing my house from above as I'm heading as I'm heading home, but I don't know if I'm giving myself that memory or is, or if it's real. I never went out on the farm again, but soon after we moved within a year, I just never felt safe going out, going further from the house that one paddock over. 
I didn't even remember the incident until I was 20 or so. When I remembered it was clear as day, it came as such a shock to me that I messaged my friend on Bebo, (laughs) on Bebo Vintage, those were the days she puts in brackets, and asked her if she remembered it. She said she'd forgotten. By the way, do you remember Bebo? You too young? Yeah, of course I do. I wasn't sure there. Um, But now that I brought it up, she remembered too. She was freaked out as I was. Then the memory left again. And then a couple of years later, it came back. I messaged her again. I was like, what the fuck? Why did I forget this again? What the hell happened to us? And that time she laughed and found the whole thing hilarious. (laughs) I love laughing this bunch. She affirmed everything I said, but seemed to think it was so funny. For the next couple of years, the memory came and went. And then I realized that something was keeping me from remembering, making me forget. Since I realized this, I don't forget it anymore, like I used to. To this day, my friend affirms that it did happen to us, but she acts weird about it, like it was weird and hilarious experience, like not out of this world at all. She won't go deep about it. I have asked her in person a couple of times, and she nervously laughs, and then her eyes close um, close the conversation down. I asked her once she'd, she'd do hypnosis with me about it. She said she she would, but nothing came of it. I think we, or at least I, was abducted that day. When I look back at my childhood, a lot of strange occurrences happened for quite a number of years. This was the only daytime occurrence with another person with me. I'm not deluded to the fact that it sounds implausible, a giant bubble-like UFO. I like to think I'm quite sane. Ha, I just hope some... Sorry, ha, I just hold some hope that someday I will find someone with a similar experience. I think they have. I think they've ha- They must, if, any- if anything, be finding comfort from, like, the similarities in other people. Mm. They must. Do you know, something so vivid like that, you know, it's like... Do you remember that time as well, right? When I told you, well, I was saying about, um, you know, my, my, my friend's house when I said it was like, you know, the orbs appeared and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you remember me describing it as they were like bubbles, not orbs? Literally. They were actually, because that's how I would have described it. Because I've seen orbs on like Most Wanted and all that. And, yeah. and sometimes when I've taken pictures in spooky places. But um, that day, that was like an orb. And that was like a bubble, sorry. And the, the weird thing about the bubbles, the orbs that day, they were they were forming all the bubbles and they kept forming as if they were coming together. Yep. And if anybody wants to listen to that, I'm sure you speak about it in episode two or three. One or two, I think, yeah, if you want a more um, in-depth um, thing about it. In fact, on a more famous podcast, my friend talks about that very oh, she? she does, actually. I listened to it recently. Oh, She's on... Listen to us, though. <laughs> Listen to us, though. He's already... <laughs> the podcast that she was on has already got millions of followers. Um, But basically, yeah. So that story, though, pretty freaky. Pretty well written, actually. And they did laugh a lot. I felt they were laughing a lot that day. <laughs> and many years after. Listen, if you can't laugh, what's the point? I know. And I hope she finds some solace. She should do her... I hope she does. Like, again, like last week's episode, we were talking about those guys. They couldn't remember anything until they went to the... I know. Insane. Well, I really enjoyed this week's episode. I know, considering that we couldn't be arsed, it was. Um, <laughs> it's it's not even that I can't be arsed. It's just finding the time. Are you the same? It's been a busy couple of weeks. Me it's been a busy week. House. I've literally just moved today. 
you moving countries again. But anyway. Third country I've lived in 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 the past three months. I know. And this time I'm going to come visit. Yay. I mean, at least it's closer to to come visit this time. I know. And if you get some sweet like action over there I'm wanting on it (laughs) what did our mums listen oh that's right yeah sorry (laughs) I would never I'm just going to be going to church obviously well I've been single for a year now so I think it's time do you not think yeah 100% I mean you know like maybe I'll meet who knows maybe I'll meet my um Irish beefcake that's out there for me I hope I don't I don't want an Irish beefcake I want an Irish beefcake we'll find you an Irish Flower, a flower, an Irish, an Irish stuff with flower. What is the what's an what's an Irish plant? Clover, an Irish clover. Aye, that'll I'll be you the Bell of Belfast City. That's it, the Bell of Belfast City. Please, thanks very much. But yeah, I might watch the fall, but that might also freak me out more. So not tonight. Actually, I'm not going to watch the fall. Do you know what I'm going to watch? I was going to watch it last night, but I ended up watching something else. Um, Joanna Lumley's. Wait, what's, what's those fucking shows that she does when she goes traveling? I love watching Joanna Lovely mm, travel shows. Mm-hmm. She's so funny. She's so calming. I just love it. I love her listening. Oh, we go, darling. I'm going to go into this lovely museum. That's my favorite program, and I'm going to watch it now. Fabulous. I'm going to go and watch Family Guy. I'm going to unwind because I'm a little bit creeped out because it's my first night in a new flat to myself in hospital grounds. So send vibes to not get abducted. I'll send you voicemails, funny ones. Yes, send me funny ones. And thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed this week's Insta Sessions. If you want to send us your story for the next one, send it to isthisplacehaunted at gmail.com. Or if you have our Instagram, you can voice note us there. If you're our pals, you can send us voice notes on WhatsApp. And our Patreon is isthisplacehaunted, obviously, as well. If you want to hear us unhinged and unedited once a week, that's the place to chip. Amazing. Have a good week, guys, and tune in next week. Thanks for listening, guys. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.